Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, this is 17 Memphis. I'm Felix. I'm Chelsea. And you're listening to Tobin Tonight. doing during COVID? How are you kind of maintaining sane? I'm guessing before this interview happened, there was a little bit of throwing plates. Lauren, no, I'm like kidding. <laughs> uh, how are you guys no. keeping sane? We are constantly making music, which is a blessing. And I feel like obviously COVID is awful. And you know, you wish it wasn't happening. And I know everybody in the entertainment industry isn't getting to perform and do live shows and whatnot. But you know, if you have a positive attitude, you make the best of it. And you know, Felix and I are both very positive people. And you know, we use our art, we create constantly. And we have some releases coming up. We just put out like a video for our last single bar on the corner. And we just keep going. I mean, you just do the best you can with what you have. It's also for us, I think for like a lot of other, uh, I guess, creators who, who don't, I guess, necessarily have to go anywhere to create, you know, life didn't change too much. I remember telling Chelsea, uh, you know, the only thing I really missed was Chipotle. And uh, now we pretty much have that back. <laughs> yeah, you can also get it <laughs> so, delivered. So, I mean, the, it's unfortunate thing, but um, in the same breath, um, people, uh, you know, you can use it as a, I think a lot of people spend more time with themselves throughout the whole thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a mirror. I think it's a, there's positive with the negative is what yes. I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I, I kind of agree with you. Cause I, I feel like, you know, Felix that a little bit more introverted, I guess, like a little bit more the inside aspect of things. Uh, now I could be wrong. This is the part where Felix goes, this interview is over. I'm out of here. You totally <laughs> labeled it wrong. But no, like when I'm doing, so podcasting actually with COVID, you mentioned about good, the bad, trying to take a negative turn to a positive. I think that I never knew what Zoom was. I like Skype. I'm a little bit old school. It's kind of like the MSN to Facebook. When you mention people about MSN, they're like, oh, good job, age yourself. I'm like, leave me alone. But um, <laughs> yeah, so Zoom to me, I was always like, I'm not getting on Zoom. I don't need a reason to be on Zoom. And then my friend was like, we do meetings on Zoom. It's really good. And I was like, all right, like you persuaded me. That's simple. But for my podcast, it's usually mostly audio. But then when Zoom came and someone was like, try it, I was like, wait, you're telling me I can upload YouTube videos with actual video and people are okay with that. They're like, yeah. I was like, okay, let's try it. So yeah, that was my kind of COVID positive moment, but I'm usually mostly inside to begin with anyway. So like when people are complaining about not getting out, I, I, I can relate to it. Like I can, you know, definitely feel a little bit anger or upset towards them, but someone could come into me tomorrow and be like, COVID's over. I'm like, all right, like you're going to go outside. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. No. I'm good here. <laughs> good. Yeah. I'll eventually go out. Sure. It's not like, you know, it's like the five minute COVID break where it's like, COVID's over for five minutes. Everyone do everything. It's like, oh my God, I got to go out there in five minutes. Otherwise I'm going to lose it. Like, no, 
Yeah. <laughs> I um, think a lot of a lot of people use maybe like partying, you know, just going out as maybe not a not a very good coping mechanism and perhaps they lost that. Uh, just situations like these that forces you to like face yourself a little bit more. And I think a lot of people have grown through it. Yeah. And spend time with family too. I think it's been yeah. really positive for families to be together. You know, mom and dad aren't rushing off to work. The kids are homeschooled, I guess. Well, not anymore. I think. Well, so yeah. Up, but yeah. Just even being with your kid and yeah. not having them be at a, you know, more FaceTime with family, yeah. you know, and with your dogs. Yeah. There's another one. With our dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you can, if you can convince a dog to FaceTime you and not be bored, it's like, great like i feel like you know when people compare cats and dogs and like the pros and cons of each i feel like a facetime with a dog is like hey you're there i'm here let's do this let's talk and then the cat's like there's no more food left around why isn't there food <laughs> it's like it's like it's like i'm only facetiming you because i'm hungry this is literally what life is so in my mind a dog is like someone maybe five years to eight years old and a cat is like your teenager where it's like god like, like, I'd say that's pretty you, accurate. You have a good cat voice. Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah. That, that's my that's my cat voice. If anyone calls this household, and you know, if they're confused, I'm just like, "This is Brian's cat. What do you want?" They're like, um, Brian's cat, and I'm like, "No, you're clearly not supposed to be in the job you are because you are thinking a cat can talk." Okay, like, go just take take five. Um, how did you guys come up with the name 17 Memphis? Because I'm going to give you not an overly big jab, hopefully just a little bit of fun. But when you Google 17 Memphis, it's like 17 Memphis Grizzlies. I'm like, no, I don't want to watch 17 Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm looking for 17 Memphis. I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's a basketball team. Isn't oh, it? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people want to watch exactly 17. Exactly. That's what I feel like when someone looks up 17 Memphis, uh, that won't be us. Like, oh, that guy on 17 Memphis wrote this cool song. It's like, hey, that's not him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely not him. Maybe I'm just really good at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, either or. I mean, we'll we'll test it out, Felix. When COVID's over, I want the Memphis Grizzlies (laughs) to invite you you down. Do the (laughs) one-on-one. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, well, to answer your question. Ed- etymology of the name. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's Well, I guess we technically started it in 2016. Yeah, we, but we released our first song in 2017, and we knew we were releasing our first song in 2017. So that was the... That's the 17. Yeah. And then the Memphis was literally the geographical origin of... Where we started. Yeah, so okay. we just put the two together and... Boom. Above that, like aesthetically, we like how it sounds and mm-hmm. we like how it looks. It's just cool. I think that, no, <laughs> it's, it it's much it's much dumber. It's just listen. much dumber than you think it is. No, no, it listen. Something good to it, us. <laughs> it, 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 it's like it's it's a take on your own thing. Like it has a history for you guys. And like of course, when you have a when you create a band base and they like listen to your music and they'll understand it, which you know kind of ties in who actually are truly fans and then who just kind of jumps on the bandwagon right because there are bands out there here in like canada like i know we have like mariana's trench simple plan and they'll just say like we came up with the name on the fly and it's like okay then you have other bands like blink 182 that was blink i think at first but they were going to get sued and the magical question everyone probably asked them is what's with the 182 and they're just like 
just a random number. I know there's more to it. They just don't want to talk about it. But right. yeah, well, that's part of Tom's, uh, you know, like a UFO uh, conspiracy. Yeah, he yeah. probably is it's like 182 <laughs> UFO sightings. Yeah. <laughs> or one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's cool. It's I I feel like when people get a trend, like that's what you guys should do. Is like as a trend, is like you know when someone says, "What is your?" It's like was it like a daytime soap opera? They're like, you take your middle name and the street you live on you should be like okay for all the 17 memphis fans out there i want you to take a number you like the city you lived in and that's your band name and then like right. five years down the road someone's like well actually 17 memphis tweeted this out and that's how we came up with our band name man <laughs> i'd be like i'd be like and now you're on my podcast wow i'm old <laughs> these are nuggets yeah, yeah these, these, these are, are yeah right exactly here. that's where you originated from but i believe chelsea you're from texas I am, yeah. yeah. And, Born and raised, yeah. And Felix, are you also from Texas, or where did you grow up from? Connecticut. Connecticut? Where we're okay. at right now. Okay. Yep. So basically, how did you guys kind of meet and then take your journey to Memphis? We met in L.A. We had both independently, individually living in L.A. 2014, maybe? Something like that. And then we... Yeah. It's funny, I never go to these things, but there was a, uh, what was it called? Vegan uh, beer a fest. A vegan beer fest, <laughs> which is probably the last time I drank alcohol as well. And at, at uh, the, uh, what was it, the Rose Bowl? Yeah, the in, Rose in Bowl Pasadena. in Pasadena. Okay. You know, we were both going there. I mean, I, I never, literally My, never I had go a friend to who, those kinds of events. I had a friend who was meeting up with his group of friends, and then we were all together, and my friend was talking to Felix, I remember this, and she was like, Chelsea, you have to talk to him, he's a producer, and she's like, you have to sing for him, and I sang in his ear, and then a couple days later, we did a session, and we started doing music together, and we became fast friends, and we were friends for a good long while, and it naturally just turned into something much, yeah yeah we just like you know deeper, yeah so. and we we both you know we're like all right it's time to cut la yeah and uh we we took a cross-country road trip just something i'd always wanted to do kind of unbeknownst to me i don't know if chelsea wanted to do it or not <laughs> i wanted to go to texas this, and that's kind of how i feel like, like i feel like this i feel like this is things that like were should have been discussed prior to the actual road yeah. trip <laughs> I'm going on a road trip. You're coming whether you like it or not. (laughs) It's like, okay, let's do this. I I like, I kind of want to make the joke there because it's like when Chelsea said sang in your ear, I mean, like, I'm hoping it was sweet harmonies and not like corn or something where it's like, "Ah," it's like, (laughs) holy God, she got my attention. (laughs) I actually, I remember what I I sang at last by Etta James. Yeah. That is, that is soothing. Like I can just imagine someone saying when you're thinking literal terms, like go up and sing in his ear. It's like, Okay go right up in the air and be like, and then they're like, oh, okay, not my attention, but now I have no eardrum. It might have sounded like that because it was not a sober, yeah, yeah, sober yeah. version of that. That's so. kind of what our dog does now. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it's funny because if you, took the, if you took that back, if you had it on recording and it's like, you know when they do like flashbacks and like movies or TV shows like to make fun of it and it's like, Chelsea's mind is like, at last. And then like in literal, it's like, well, Felix has this point of view. And it's like, at last. And it's like, what what happened? Why are the two stories different? It couldn't have been that bad because he hit me up to work. So it couldn't have been that bad. Exactly. I'm sure there was nothing that came up to him. Like, I can sing too. And just belched in his ear. And he's like, I think that girl doesn't sound as bad compared to what I do. (laughs) 
but no, I mean, that's, that's a great story. I mean, they're all kind of interesting timbits of like, you know, how bands form, how things work together. Felix, I kind of like this background with you as being the producer side. Now I've, I've read this, you were always into producing. So it was like the singing side to you was kind of like, uh, like maybe, maybe someday, maybe, maybe not. But when this kind of came together, I think even you said that it was like a coming out party. Like you were actually showing people your voice and sometimes producers just like being behind the scenes, but clearly with, you know, this group, you know, you carry your own very well. And I, I'm not saying that in a mean way. I mean that like generally good compliment because Girl voice, some people like, oh, clearly, country music. Oh, that's the producer? Okay, let's hear what he got. And then when you hear what you have, it's like, geez, that blends, be- blends really well together. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I grew up, like, playing Bob Dylan songs and stuff. And, you know, I, I was always with a guitar and, like, singing. And if I wasn't singing, then I was just playing some instrument <laughs> and trying to <laughs> record and... Uh, uh, that was actually that's closer to like my true self than Ableton producer guy is. Although now at this juncture in my life, I I'm both. <laughs> you know, yeah, I grew up on like the Grateful Dead and like uh, Merle Haggard and and just all these like real music guys. <laughs> you know, and then in at college in New York, man, I learned so much about like computers and uh, making music with Ableton and. It's amazing. And it's amazing. It's, it's just a blessing to be able to exist in both spheres. It's, uh, I feel very blessed. I, I'm just interested from a standpoint. And again, feel free to like, tell me, as I said, off the hop, like, Brian, shut your mouth. But what made you kind of take on the producer role than the music role? Because I know for myself with interviews, I think I come across good. I think I come across fine. But then like there are times when someone will want me to step outside the comfort zone of doing like a serious interview. And I'm like, it's, I, I can try, but it's like, it's just not my, in my character. And that's not saying I can't, it's just, that I'm more comfortable in this lane. So why did you feel more comfortable, I guess, as the producer than the musician? I think I've, I've, I always feel comfortable with both because it's all just music and that's it. Like I, I, I just like M music. <laughs> it's not meant to sound big headed, but I just, I, it doesn't matter to me what role I'm in almost like I could be a bass player in a band and, and just, it's the same for me. You know, the, the, the producer thing came about because I went to NYU and it was a music program and I, it was, it was the Clive Davis school of recorded music, quote unquote. And there was like a lot of other talented um, artists and, and, and producers. There. And that was kind of the, I'd, I'd always been, I've been recording before that point anyhow so i was technically like in this producer headspace and then when i went to nyu i was like man like all these i just wanted to work with everybody and and a producer can do that you know and and they can make different types of music and it just it was something i definitely wanted to do and i ended up doing like a lot in la it's just like an extension of who i am i guess no, I, I like, I like like just the background. It's just like from someone like myself that's kind of interested in, you know, sometimes producers just like producing and then there's a reason for that. And then sometimes the musical acts might become producers or just like doing music. So to see someone like yourself that got into producing role and then went to the music side, it's always like, 
And I don't mean that with like any negativity or anything. It's just like, oh, it's like, was something like holding him back? Was he nervous of doing it? Was there something like, like, was there always someone in his ear going, you can't sing, don't sing. And you're like, I, I guess I can't sing. I will never try to sing. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally, for me, that wasn't my story at all. My story was like, let me, let me spread my wings. And I just, I never saw, you know, I never saw it before. Like, I just, I mean, just going to New York as like, uh, uh, as, as an experience, you know, just like bursted my safety bubble of like where I grew up, you know, as, as college tends to do sometimes where, you know, wherever you go to college, but no, everything for me is like, I try to be as fearless as possible. And, and it's all just like music at the end of the day, which <laughs> I could go on forever with this shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I could give you a two hour thing here, but I just think that, that music is like an egoless thing, but people put a lot of ego in it. I think we're getting off the beaten path here. <laughs> it's time for the next question. <laughs> no, no, like, absolutely. I'm, I'm like in philosophy mode. <laughs> no, no, I, I was just about to take out a notebook and be like, okay, philosophy 101. <laughs> let's, let's get wrong, some. Wrong podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> as, soon, philosophy as, as soon as you upload it, it's like, Tobin tonight uh, has changed his name to philosophy 101. And our guests tonight <laughs> are Felix and Chelsea. Chelsea will be the assistant here. No, <laughs> uh, no I, I listen. It's when you give me answers like that that are like genuine. It gives me a little bit of background. Like I'm all for it. I'm not. I'm not going to cut you off on it because you're giving me a genuine answer and telling me a little bit about it. But the next question I kind of want to ask for Chelsea is Chelsea. Like, who were some of your influences to kind of get in music? And was there anyone that either pushed you or kind of prevented you in a way? Like, what was kind of the obstacle you had to overcome? Oh, man. Well, I grew up doing musical theater, um, and that's, like, where I started and thought I wanted to be on Broadway. I went, to, I went to college for musical theater, and I really wish I would have known that I could write songs and do music a lot sooner. That was kind of, I was, a, I always feel like I was a late bloomer, but everything happens how it's supposed to, and um I mean, as far as my musical influences go, I mean, I, it's a wide, wide range. I mean, <laughs> you know, you could, I mean, Bernadette Peters to Adina Menzel to Etta James, Aretha Franklin. Um, I actually grew up more on like a lot of soulful singers. And, you know, and then, you know, you've got Sheryl Crow and Jewel and all of the singer-songwriter country-leaning I mean, everything. I just wanted to sing. And that's kind of where it started. And then I started writing songs. That was something kind of untapped within me that I discovered out of college. And boy, things kind of aligned. You know, I, I met Felix and that, that was really the big turning point in my life too, because he was the first person to put me in a booth and record me. That was like my first experience with that. And he really, I mean, you've been a huge part of molding me as an artist and helping. Yes, <laughs> helping. I, I like that answer. I, I kind of like though, like it's it's almost like therapy here in a way. It's just like looking right at him and be like, "You helped me mold. You helped. You helped build." <laughs> 
it's like I feel <laughs> like I feel like at, I feel like at this point, if I had good editors that weren't me, it'd just be like you raise me up, and then <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. you just you just see like tears. In you just yeah. Yeah, you, you see tears coming out of both people's eyes. It's like Brian, <laughs> your podcast is supposed to be fun. Why are these people sad? <laughs> why are they so sad? Yeah, no, why, I mean yeah. it's very meaningful to me because it, it because I and I mean what I say. I mean Felix really did influence me in uh, you know believing I could do the music thing. You know, it was a big deal when we met, and he changed my life. And obviously, I've worked with a ton of other people who are also very talented and wonderful. But you know, as far as like really that intervening moment in shaping, you know, the direction of my life. Felix was a huge role in that. You mentioned about Chill Crow. Were you ever like a Spice Girls fan or a Backstreet? Oh my God, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I love, I mean, I listened to everything. Anything I could get my hands on, anything I could sing. I mean, I was a huge Christina Aguilera fan. And obviously I loved Britney and Spice Girls and all of that, all of it. I loved pop music and I still love pop music. Um, I feel like Felix's head is about to explode there. I'm looking at the face and it's just like, it looks like, it looks like, it's like, it looks like he's like, I can't believe we're talking <laughs> these bands. I'm probably just like transcending time and space. <laughs> That's a constant. Something like that. So like, Celine so, Dion. Sorry, so, I just thought yeah, of that. I, yes. I have to, I have to interject that I have a, a marked appreciation for, for those acts as well. I was just going through a bunch of old CDs that I had, and uh, Aqua popped up. Oh my God, I love uh, Aqua. Aquarium. I think it's called yeah. Aquarium. Is that yeah. the one? And uh, yeah, so good. great stuff. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, as much as I loved doing musical theater, I think I ended up exactly where I unconsciously saw myself in music. Just no. tacking that on there. <laughs> no, 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 that's... That's fine. Just I expect I, all random shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like, it, it's just, it's so random, but I like it because when you mentioned about Aqua there, it's like, when I was a kid, I hated, hated the song that's like, was it, um, is it like Barbie Girl? I hate yeah. it. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but it's, 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 it's marketable. But the one that used to scare the shit out of me was the one where like kind of go, Candyman, where they're kind of going around in space. And as a kid, I was like, this is terrifying. I'm not going to sleep tonight. And then when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, what are you scared of? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, this is all green screen and effects, but as a kid, it doesn't come to your mind. You're like, oh my God, aliens are going to come and eat me because they're eating her in the video, blah, 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 or like whatever. And then I'm like, I don't know. I still low-key yeah. feel like aliens are going to come and eat me when I go to bed. <laughs> See, that's the Tom DeLonge approach here. Tom yeah. DeLonge. Yeah. Got it. yeah. I felt that way with Courage the Cowardly Dog. And yeah. I, there was a, there was some point where I was like maybe 18 or 20 and I was like, yeah, I'm going to rewatch some of this and uh, probably won't be as scary. It is. It's still as scary when you're in. A, that's a scary show. Yeah. Courage is crazy. It's crazy. That was very scary yeah. to be showing kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's well, so good. It's funny because when you're talking and I know it's a little bit more off topic of the music side, but I do like this kind of topic as well is when you're watching shows growing up as a kid. Like I remember watching like Ren and Stimpy, uh, like, you know, Johnny Bravo, um, and like Pippi Longstocking. And like, you're just a kid watching a show. You're like, great cartoons. But when you're, when you get older, you're like, wait, Pippi Longstocking is 10 years old, somehow has a house lifting cows up over her head. What the fuck? Uh, Johnny Bravo is here hitting on, you know, his sister's 
friends or like moms. I'm like, Johnny, get it together. And Ren and Stimpy, I'm just like, who greenlights this at all? Uh, Pinky in the brain, fine. But Ren and Stimpy seems like the adult <laughs> Pinky in the brain where it's like, yeah. 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 I'm like, I, I no. feel like our cartoons were like more hardcore in a way. <laughs> And then like and then like SpongeBob kind of came and like I think softened everything up. Except now we we leave on cartoons for the dogs and it's amazing how much like phone use, like fake YouTube and mm -hmm. like the internet is like totally in every cartoon. They have to acknowledge Woo. it. That's yeah, that's a whole different thing. But No, I I I just like it cuz like I said when when you're talking about growing up and watching cartoons it's like you know, we actually sat down and watched it. Now I have like nieces and nephew, well, a niece and nephew that will just go on YouTube and literally watch someone play with toys, and that's a YouTube channel. I'm, and I'm sitting there going like, like just like the, the unboxing and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. like we're gonna unbox a toy today, and I'm just still like, why are you watching an unboxing? But then they'll come back and like again, this is your generation. Like they're smart mouths of like you know a eight year old, and I guess he's probably six or so, and they'll be like well, why do you watch people game? I'm like, because this is an old video game that I used to play and I want to see how they're doing it. And he's like, well, this is a toy that I want. And I'm going to see how they're going to play with it. And I'm like, game, set, match. Okay. Checkmate. Checkmate. You got me. <laughs> now, the, the other thing I, I kind of want to talk about when you were mentioning about just the musical side of things and your music, it's very, very funny that when we were setting this up, I believe we tried to set it up maybe a few months ago or a few weeks ago. Yeah. And things, yeah. Just, things just popped up. It, it happens. But when we were actually setting this one up for tonight, I was going through Instagram. And sometimes that's how you find people. Like you find just through Instagram sponsorships or posts. And I was like, okay, like I know who 17 Memphis is, did my research, like seen them before, actually kind of stumbled across on a YouTube. I was going, cleaning my room and listening to all these songs. And it's like, recommended 17 memphis so i was like yeah whatever just play it and i was like oh cool i like this so when we were actually getting ready for this podcast went on instagram updated a few past episodes and you scroll down and it was like sponsored 17 memphis so i was like i'm ahead of you this time instagram i already got them <laughs> i already got them so, so you, stick it you beat the algorithm yeah you beat yeah. the algorithm yeah yeah are you like you guys aware of that kind of stuff like do you have any say in this or do like when people invite you on for just say podcasts or interviews do people give you that story of like i stumbled across you you know do your marketing team get a little bit more kind of extra coin when someone comes to you and says hey i found you on instagram and then you tell them and you're like you're doing a good job keep doing what you're doing no i mean we're we're totally we got one guy who runs like ads for us who's just like a brilliant brilliant ads guy but other than that it's it's just us <laughs> it's not my passion <laughs> i'm like a music guy i'm not like an instagram ads guy you know i mean yeah. chelsea's better than i am with with that stuff i currently am not running any ads so we're not oh. responsible for that one yeah, yeah. yeah probably not yeah Every now and then we'll promote a post, but you know, other than that and our, and you know, we have our marketing guy, but other than that, you know, it's very, it's just us. Well, no, like I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Cause like I said, when you come across a, like a band like yourself, listen to a few tracks and you're like, Oh, I really enjoy these guys. And then you're like, okay, where's a lot more exposure. Like I want to see ads. I want to see stuff so that you, you just get more than your, I guess, inside your own bubble. COVID pun intended, but like, um, just, 
you know, outside, like, especially, listen, I'm from Newfoundland. So obviously it's working because you know, who would imagine, but I wanted to see like kind of more ads. So as soon as I came across that on Instagram, I was like, okay, this is good. Like I'm actually going to interview an act that I'm going to expose to a few of my friends, whatever they're going to enjoy it. But seeing these ads kind of help as well. So I think that was really cool. Cause again, I stumbled across you from a, a YouTube song suggestion and Sometimes people are just like, no, I came here for this song. Don't recommend shit to me. But I was like, no, recommend whatever you want to me. I- I'm pretty open to this stuff. So I think the song, awesome. they rec- yeah, like the song they recommended was, I, be- I believe it's That Won't Be Us. And then, you know, your first, I- I'll be honest, when I listened to it first, I was like, okay, this is a little bit country. And then next minute I started hearing a little bit of the pop sound. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of where we're headed with country pop. Great. I could imagine this on like a CMT countdown. Uh, I could imagine this on like countdowns at Much Music. Countdowns on, uh, was it like, oh, what's the guy's name? Like Carson, Carson Daly used to do it or whatever. Just countdowns in general. So I was like, yeah, it's good. It's not like YouTube recommended something where it's like some guy in his garage, like I'm going to sing to you, blank one A to you. And I'm like, yeah. why did you find this? How did this end up on my feed? <laughs> so no, I, yeah, was, I feel I like it. those... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the the name of the game with those with those like content people, like even Spotify. It's like, you know, they're just getting real good at uh, at, at recommending stuff, and uh, beyond that, people do want to be told to a large extent uh, yeah, totally. what to listen to. Uh, so they've tapped into that for sure, and yeah. uh, making a lot of money. Well, the thing, the thing that I like, and I mean, I know our podcast is on Spotify and again, I I pull no punch or like hold back with nothing here, but it's like sometimes on Spotify, if I want to listen to a certain song, Spotify's like, you meant this song, right? I'm like, no, I clicked on like Matthew Good, this song. Why are you playing me something else that is Matthew Good, but not that song? It's like, same artist, right? Like no big deal. I'm like, no, it is a big deal. Like, if yeah. I put on like Blink-182, Girl at the Rock Show, or, or you know, say Angels and Airwaves, and you're sending me somewhere completely different, I'm like, you're not doing your job, Spotify. You're not doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, can go well, to, I can go to iTunes and YouTube, and they'll play the exact song I want. So what's up, Spotify? They're like, we want you to branch out, man. You're listening to the same songs over and over again. I'm like, all right, Spotify, <laughs> you're like my dad or my mom of the internet world. <laughs> we want you to branch out, Brian. I'm like... Okay, Spotify, you got me. But yeah, no, it, I, I, I like it in the terms of, like you mentioned, it's good marketing, good way of promoting other music. Yeah. Good it, way of keeping you on the platform. Good way, yeah. yeah, good way of keeping you on the platform. I, I would just love it one day if someone like did an interview with me and was like, yeah, I was listening to this really good podcast and I came across yours. I'm like, so what does that mean? Does that mean that mine was garbage or what? It's like, no, no, I didn't say that. I'm like, well, sounds like you're going that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk about, you mentioned about earlier about having a new song out. Let's get into that. Okay. <laughs> what song were we talking about? Um, yeah. Oh, the one we just released? Yes. Yeah, yes. Bar in the Corner. That came out. <laughs> we have so many new songs. Yeah, we're we just working on. a new song every We're like, which new song? Yeah. Uh, we have just... a new song coming out soon. And then we have, we just released Bar on the Corner. We just released a video for that where... We, you know, teamed up with a bunch of musicians in Nashville who we love playing with and everybody recorded themselves at home and we put it all together and it was awesome. So very happy. That it's kind of how everybody already does it, except yeah. this time they videoed themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys are just awesome. Andy Ellison in the video, Axel, Gideon, 
Gideon Klein, Joe Dickey, just like awesome, awesome Nashville players. Yeah. They're really sick. Yeah. And they're they're on a lot of our songs, especially yeah. Andy. Yeah. Like whenever whenever you hear pedal steel, that's him because that's that might be the one stringed instrument I don't play is pedal steel because it's just you have to be like a, a warrior. You know that that has to be like your thing. You're gonna do pedal steel. You have to like come out of the womb and like your wor- your first words have to be pedal steel. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's like for most people, guitar is good enough, but then pedal steel, you got your feet and you got like your knees are involved in it. And it's just, it's a lot, but God bless Andy for that. Yeah, uh, he's amazing. Because it sounds yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> so, and that's, that's part of this project. That might be one of the, the things I love most about it is that it does incorporate, you know, it could be done all in the box, just like all in Ableton, like some songs are, but for 90% of our music, you know, we, we have to incorporate other people, you know, just to, it's a, it's a truly hybrid, you know, computer slash real world musical endeavor. Absolutely. But yeah, we got a lot of new stuff coming up. I mean, we got shooting videos, we got this week we're we're going into the studio and shooting some live videos uh we got some like official like reboot and happy we're shooting more videos like that where it's like an official music video kind of thing that's all on deck how would you kind of for someone who maybe never heard of your music before never played it or never heard came across say an itunes ad instagram ad or never stumbled across any of your songs like what kind of genre would you label yourself as? And I know that's kind of like a term that's a little bit out there now because it's not, you know, there's pop country, there's alternative country, there's like all kinds of genres. I'm waiting for like pop emo if there's ever such thing. So I'm sad and I know it, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What kind of like, where would you kind of uh, label your music? It's Ableton country. Because Ableton to me is a genre in and of itself. I I always, I just I know I know when a song is made in Ableton ninety nine percent of the time because that's that's all I, it's it's just like its own thing. But it's I don't yeah I don't know it's country. It's yeah, music, I know. mean I think a long time ago we kind of decided that we were just going to call it country because there are so many different names for it. And it's really kind of just up to us, really, whatever we think we are. And we're, I think we're country, you know, and yeah. that's, that's, that's it. You know, I like and, how you look like directly at him that time. Like, I think we're country. What do you <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we both think that. Well, we're, we're entering a space in musical evolution where genres are becoming more and more arbitrary. They're not completely yeah. useless, but you know, it's, it's awesome when people decide to, step out of the box yeah absolutely. i mean when you look back in musical history that's the those that's always been the most exciting points in musical history i, I think it's kind of interesting because like i said is when like when you look back at history to me someone like garth brooks is country right but like tim yeah. tim mcgraw is country but like some people will be like oh yeah like those are your two top people in country music but some people argue like no tim tim mcgraw is country garth brooks is like more rock and roll country but it all depends on who you ask, what their interpretation Absolutely. of it is. Yeah. So, and then when you look at, like, say, today's artists, like Florida Georgia Line, you know, Thomas Rhett, sometimes it's like, okay, you're country. But when you add that kind of certain instruments into it, it becomes a little bit less country, a little bit more pop. 
And I've made the arguments for years that when people are like, well, Taylor Swift wasn't really country. She's like pop country. I'm like, hold on a minute. That's, that's fine. You have your say, but we had Shania Twain. We had right. like, she was pop and country. Um, for sure. So, you know, it, it's, it's fair. Oh, I, I like, I like when people kind of come together, like for example, Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton doing like a concert together. Like that's something that's mind blowing. So imagine when you're a kid coming up with like your dream concert and someone's like, well, that act would never go with that act because they're in two different genres. You're like, oh yeah, 2020. It's like this thing's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this thing, gonna make it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was like the Nelly Tim McGraw moment that yeah. happened. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I was listening, I was in a, in a supermarket the other day, um, Casey Musgraves, High Horse, you know, okay. came on. You got a four on the floor disco beat going through the whole thing. And, but you know, then you also have elements to make a country as well. So, yeah. And the other thing too, I think, you know, with all of our songs anyway, you know, you can bare bones on a guitar. It's a country song. So if you listen to us play acoustic, everything at its core is a country song. I think country is one of those genres too. And I'm trying to think of like other ones, like maybe folk. Or like, I, I don't know, where, where people actually talk about what genre it is, where like maybe pop music people never talk about whether it's pop music. It's just, it's, think, pop, it's popular, that's it. Like, that's yeah, it. and I think rap, it's never like, oh, well, that's not really trap music. That's not really <laughs> rap music. You yeah. know, it's, it's, they're more um, open-minded, I would say. But country is, is getting there, you know, definitely getting there. And saying that, like, who would be some acts that you guys kind of would like to either team up with, collaborate with, or sometimes when you're listening to their music, you're like, oh, like, we should maybe try some of this with us. Like, not saying it's successful or not, but like, you're just kind of inspired by what they do. Well, first of all, there's nobody else I'd rather make music with than Chels. We're uh, not going for brownie points here, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And if I'm not making it with Chels, then I'll just make it by myself because it's all just uh, oh. it's all just creativity. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, people like spirit. I don't know. I mean, like, man, I just I've been going through a huge David Bowie kick. Uh, obviously, Fleetwood Mac is, Fleetwood is Mac very. Fleetwood Mac would be my number one. Yeah. yeah. It's very, although, you know, don't want to be friends with Stevie Nicks. Probably not. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of blues, like John Lee Hooker. Always a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, well, Fleetwood Mac is like my number one. Um, I love Pat Benatar. Beach Boys. Yeah, Beach Boys for sure. Grateful Dead. Jewel. I love Jewel. I still listen to Jewel. I don't know what it is about her music but i have like a hardcore love for her and her songwriting salem yeah salem salem just released a new song which is pretty tight after like 10 years (laughs) it's always it's one of those questions when you're put on the spot your brain goes no no not really Um, oh oh, felix throwing the shade here no 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 no. (laughs) i got it i got all of this yeah he's ready (laughs) I'm not ready. Felix, uh, see, this is what happened. The night before Felix, like when Felix said, I got to step out for like five minutes, you're like, oh yeah, that's normal. And Felix was literally like, he's going to ask me these questions. I have to have these answers ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at Felix's hand there. I believe it's your, your left hand. It looks like you have so many watches on. It's like, what coast are we in? 
East Coast, West Coast. It's like I have five watches for like five times. It's just one watch with some bracelets. It's one watch. Yeah. Okay. And then we then we have like, you know, those rubber bracelets and then like a leather one and Oh I've got I've got rubber bracelets here too. Yeah. Mine, are, there you mine go. are like so this one was for like a kid that we lost in Belleville and then this one was for a teacher I lost, like both due to cancer. But um, oh, I, I, I don't yeah. think I've taken them off since I'd say two thousand nine and twenty I I wanna say fourteen or fifteen. So yeah. I, I, but when I see it the whole time in the interview, I'm like, this guy doesn't have an iPhone, he's like, Chelsea <laughs> East Coast time. <laughs> this one's my calculator and this yeah. one's uh, for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That well, is funny. I, I took all these off. Yeah. You could probably attest to this. I took them off because I was going to like wash them thoroughly. Yeah. Even though I shower with them every day. I took them off and I tried to like exist for like 20 minutes. I was like, it, just, it feels like I don't have a hand anymore. It's like, it feels very naked. And I was like, yeah. I have to put them back on. <laughs> well, it, it takes a while. Like I noticed, so for me, for example, when I go to play sports, I used to have like a sports band that would tell you about Sturge Weber or like, you know, I'm allergic to Dilantin. And mm-hmm. it was a sports band. No one ever complained. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's like, I feel like I want to be a cool kid. So I went out and got like a bracelet, like a gold bracelet. And then I'd go to mm-hmm. hockey or soccer and they're like, you can't wear that. And I, and I used to end up always losing it. And then I'd go to the ref like, the next game, like, you fucking made me lose my bracelet. That was like, that's a part of me. And now my hand feels like naked. And he'd be like, I didn't tell you to lose your bracelet. I'm like, yeah, but you told me to took it off. You told me to take off my identity. Um, so, <laughs> they were, so it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear stuff that's meaningful. If it snaps, it snaps. I'll have a replacement. But I feel like as you get older, sometimes you don't want so much kind of shit or whatever, like tangled up in you. Like I used to have a chain. I don't wear a chain. I I had bracelets. I don't wear them, but if it's meaningful, like these two obviously are meaningful folk, I'll keep them. If they break. Yeah. It's a little bit crushing, but like, geez, just go on like eBay. Cause I think I was the one who created the light blue one. So I can just make another one. And you know, in the parent, in the case of the, the child, like I can ask the parent, Hey, do you have an extra one around? Like I broke one. If they don't, I've got plenty of other shit that they gave me because, you know, they thought it was nice to have. So I'm not going to be like, oh, the one thing I don't have it anymore. It's like, no, I have plenty. So relax. (laughs) I have to get to that point. (laughs) You're talking about the new music you had out, the kind of the song that you did the video for. Do you find now like in the COVID world, it's hard to kind of market these things? Like do you, because I know earlier in COVID, a lot of the acts were like, well, there goes all our shows, there goes our revenue. And then the Instagram live became a thing. And I think that's going to stick around for a while. I know they don't do it as much, but I think it's a cool concept because you actually see in real time people's comments, someone that you could have been buried five rows in your concert and like the way back. And you see their actual comment and be like, I've seen you guys perform when you were known as this band, blah, blah, blah. And it touches you because you know, in a concert setting, they're probably yelling out from the top bleachers, and you're just like why is he yelling at me what is he saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i think we're we definitely love doing instagram lives i know spotify just started a new thing too where now you can i don't know how it works yet but i think you can actually post your live stream on your spotify page which is cool um I think that will be really awesome. 
in terms of connecting more with, you know, fans and people who want to listen. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, you do the best with what you can't, with what you have. And right now as you know, all, all, all of us artists, you know, that's what we have, you know, is doing, you know, a live stream. So I really, what was the question? No, 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 no. It's just more or less, I, I guess what I was getting at, which you, you did kind of answer was more or less like, you know, when the artists were doing kind of Instagram live, okay, she's no longer here. Like, no, but like when artists were doing like the Instagram lives just to kind of promote their albums and you know, because you don't have the revenue of concerts anymore. Like, oh, right. Okay. Right. Like do you, how do you guys kind of respond to that? Like, do you like the Instagram lives? Are you kind of bummed out that you're not getting the exposure when you do these concerts? Cause essentially, I think, listen, yeah. I think COVID for all industries. Well, okay. For mo- for probably <laughs> most industries, uh, you know, except for like Jeff Bezos, right. For most <laughs> industries, COVID is somewhere between a time uh, for ingenuity and just a holding pattern, just like a, pa- a big pause button. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be both. You know, you're going to have to innovate. And then you're also just going to have to wait, <laughs> like for live shows and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to, like, hopefully the spring. Hopefully the spring, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we have this thing licked somewhat, you know, and just some, some kind of, I don't know, vaccine or whatever they're coming up with. And, um, uh, but you know, I mean, you just, you, you get, I think for us, we've gotten, uh, probably more, uh, just, just closer to the, just to creating and, and the art of it all. And, uh, I mean, we were, all, we were always close with that, but just <laughs> now that's all you're left with, <laughs> which think, is great. Yeah. I also think, you know, there will be a renewed, gratitude for playing live because we haven't done it in so long that i'm sure that when we do it it's gonna feel like 10 times more amazing than it ever felt so i think it's something to look forward to and i think it's just you gotta stay positive that's gonna do it for this episode of tobin tonight our thanks to chelsea and felix of 17 memphis for coming on to the show Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. 
you have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.